Welcome to Who's the Mummy, the Dan and Lucy podcast. So you might know us from TikTok, where you'll often find me pranking Lucy. Annoying you mostly. This is a little look behind the scenes, a little look at our lives. Life as new mum and dad. We hope you enjoy. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) If that's not the welcome that you wanted, I don't know what is. Hello and welcome to the Dan and Lucy podcast. Get yourself a cup of tea, sit yourself down, cosy up and listen to two very annoying people talk at you. For an unacceptable amount of time. <laughs> that was your big idea. Yep. Okay. <laughs> People could be going out for a jog. Don't, don't okay, have to well, sit down with a cup of tea. Enjoy your run then. I'm not a runner, so why would I imagine okay. that they're sitting down? No. Immediately off topic. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's. Go on. Tell me then. Tell me, tell me, Daniel, why are you doing a podcast? Okay, so welcome to episode one of our podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be our introduction episode where we talk about Everything about Dan and Lucy, really, our journey, how we met. God, it just sounds so like our journey and how we met. <laughs> like, but I promise you, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna be. I mean, I'm selling it. It might be rubbish. Okay, so if it's rubbish, I'm apologising in advance. But we have, we have high hopes. You've started listening now. You might as well finish. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> <laughs> okay. How we met. Let's talk about how we met. Okay. Because everyone asks, this is a question we get asked regularly on our TikTok and I Instagram. I often get asked, how did you how did you meet Dan? And I honestly wish I had some big romantic story to tell you. Like, oh, we mm. it was love at first sight. Well, hang on. Was it love at first sight? Well, you told me it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought you were really funny. Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> Thought we have a domestic in the podcast. <laughs> We're two minutes in. <laughs> um, so we met at work. That's the that yeah, it. that's the pinnacle of the story. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want it a bit more salacious, technically you were my boss, were you not? Well, yeah, I was. I guess like a, a rung above the ladder, or a couple of rungs above the ladder. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I guess that's a bit saucy. T- tell them how. <laughs> how I lured you in. So I guess you lured me in because I think it was my first couple of days and it was the World Cup and England were playing. Oh, just to clarify, he'd moved from another office to my office that I already worked in. So he'd been in the company a long time, but it was his first couple of days in the new office where I worked. Yeah, so we was watching the company, very good, let us watch football in the office or allowed us to go home to watch the football. So we stayed in the the office. It was the World Cup. And um, it was just myself and you. Lucy Romantic. and football was on so we're sitting there <laughs> every gal's dream <laughs> everyone had gone to watch it uh and we was just sitting there watching it Lucy was pretending that she kind of knew who the players were I lured you in didn't I lured me I in, asked definitely. him to teach me up the offside rule which yeah. let me tell you as a female <laughs> I'm not discriminating there are some females that love football however the vast majority of us don't want to be sitting there being like oh well, that's very interesting, Daniel. Tell me again about the offside rule. I just don't quite understand it. You don't, that's not That's not what I want to be. <laughs> but this is where you lure us men in because you you get our brains thinking. Oh, she likes football. She's the one. Oh. And also, you brought me beer as well. So it's like beer, football. I basically what I've done is I've honey trapped you. Honey trapped me. I've lured you in with beer and football, and your real life is moaning and <laughs> and I look like a toad day to day. Yeah, I mean, this is a treat that you're... Sorry, no, you look did you just agree that I look like a toe day to day? Every day is what I was going to say. 
Okay. So well, that's how we met. That's the story of how we met. It isn't exciting. We've been together a while. Well, actually, have we been together a while? It we've feels like together. we've been together for about 85 years. It does feel like. I, I feel like what's happened is a lot, actually, in the time we've been together, which is still two and a half years, just over two and a half years. Yeah, I mean, three years in August. Three years in August. Oh, scary. But so, we've jam-packed that, to be fair. We've done so much. We've done so... And, and it was from day one, I feel like you moved into my house. Okay, that makes me sound really, like, clingy and obsessive. And I would just like to clarify that, because if you're sitting at home thinking, she sounds like a creep. I was not, okay? Mm. I'm Sorry? Sorry? You basically told me never to leave. Okay, so let me show you what happened. So we, this is all pre-corona, so you could go to people's houses freely as you wanted. Mm-hmm. And basically, I came over to Dan's one night, I stayed the night, and we'd had such a good time. <laughs> it sounds really saucy. That does sound, I don't really not, like no. that. But we'd had like, we got on so well. And then I think we did we go out that day to do something or because we worked together. We, we were doing something together the next day because we were we were together in some way. Um, but then the next evening you were like, I'll come over again. And every evening you were trying to like invite me over so that when I came over that time, I brought a bag for like a couple of nights and then it turned into a week and every time I'd bring more stuff. Yeah. And then it turned out I had more stuff at your place than I did at my place. And then... That happened very quickly. Though. Just, that was within uh, a week uh, that yeah. you had more stuff at my house than your own house. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't like, oh, Lucy the Creep's trying to like force her way into your house. No. I mean, you're not sounding convincing, so... I was grateful for it because, I mean, where was our first date? I took you to Sainsbury's right to pick up a prescription. Oh, and you... he made me look through the spam section and wait. What? No, what, what happened is... <laughs> Learning we with the big stuff. We went to Sainsbury's. <laughs> I had to get a prescription. You said, I'm just going to go and have a look at some other bits. Oh, yeah, because no one knew we were together no at that point. No one knew we were together. So this was a big thing. So no, because we worked together, we it was quite like a secretive thing, or we thought it was quite a secretive thing that we were together. And we were like, oh, no one, no one knows, like... Basically, because we were basically living together from the outset, mm. we would drive in together, but every day we'd just magically appear at the same time, and we'd think, oh, that's casual. But everyone else obviously knew what was going on. Yeah. And when we finally told everyone, however many months it was, people were like, yeah, we know. Yeah. But... It was it was common knowledge, <laughs> but we, just we didn't know about it. We, we were like... So we were sneaking around. But it made it fun. It made the first bit fun. And I think we wanted to know, we wanted to know that we... It was a serious thing yeah. before we told everyone because we've been at the company a long time and it's quite, a, I feel like it's quite a big deal to. Yeah. And I, I mean, there are people that there are people in, in the company that we work in that have like got together before. So we're like, it's fine. But also, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of pressure, especially when you work together. So then you've got like another set of eyes that know both yeah. of you individually and then they're seeing you together and they're thinking, well, he's a lot older than she is because I mean, that's something we don't talk about. Often we do get asked about a lot. People always ask me what it's like to have a younger girlfriend. <laughs> Trying to worm that catchphrase in. I mean, you wormed it in earlier than I thought you would. Which the is... opportunity came up, <laughs> I took it. Um, yeah, so we've got quite a big age gap. I mean, people guess a lot, and I think people always guess it's smaller than it is. Yeah, some people have guessed that you are older than me as well. What? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Based always on about physical that. looks, or well, yeah, based based on physical looks. <laughs> And well, probably the whole package. Have you charm come across? And raw sex appeal. <laughs> yeah, not that. Probably not that. Um, no. So a lot of people, I think, because I mentally am a bit of a granny. Like yeah. I'm going to be honest. My favorite, like, if I could pick my dream evening or my dream day, I'd go to Home Bargains. 
I would sit down with a cup of tea in my pyjamas and I'd watch a Disney film. Which you do every day. Okay, I don't know why you think. Okay, if you are sitting here listening and you are a stay-at-home parent, does your other half think that, or don't necessarily be a stay-at-home parent, you're on maternity leave, whatever. You're at home day-to-day with a baby. Your other half thinks you sit there and do literally nothing. Like, he comes home and he's like, oh. Why is the house such a mess? Oh, no. Oh, listen, get back in your basket before you even talk to me about the house. He's like, oh, what have you done all day? Have you watched a lot of series? Like, do you think that I sit at home and just have a party every day? Like, I don't know if you realise how demanding having a baby is, but I think the, the, the partners that work seem to think we're just, like, partying it up, living my life. We've skipped forward to having a baby. <laughs> yeah, we were just dating. <laughs> you moved into my house. Oh, we were talking now... about the age gap, weren't we? Yeah, but you have But you gap. have very subtly diffused away from the fact that I was very angry at you. I'm good at that. I've got two and a half years of practice of that. Um, so our age gap, a lot of people think it's it's smaller than it is because I think mentally I feel like I'm a lot older. And I'm quite immature mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and boyish good looks. So I think those two things combined. Okay, well, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that. <laughs> okay, but our actual age gap, you'll be surprised to know, is... Well, 13 years, 13 and a half oh, years. you always try and palm off your age. Right, it's 14 and a half years. It's not 14 and a it half years. It is 14 and a half years. Dan always tries to palm it off. And let me just tell you, I'm going to put it on the podcast so it's burned in there forever. If anyone asks Dan his age, he says early to mid 30s. He's 37. Okay, I don't know about you, but as far as I'm aware, that's not categorised as early to mid 30s. It's mid 30s. It's not. If okay, anything. It's not. It's mid to late 30s. 38. If you want to even include mid in it. Okay. It's late 30s. Anyway, not the point. When Dan says to you it's 13 years, that's based on his <laughs> self-calculated on, age. On my, the age that I think I am. <laughs> but I act younger. You do. You act like you're about 18. <laughs> no, you don't. But I act younger. I'm a little bit immature. Yeah. And you're a little bit of an older granny. So it kind of works. The whole thing, like, since day yeah, one. We... Like, we haven't really spent a day apart since we've been together. No, it's quite romantic. I mean, there's a lot of people that couldn't be together all day, every day. No, and I think, you know, we've kind of gone from even straight into one extreme where yeah. we worked together, then we lived together and was with each other 24-7. Then yeah. we was in lockdown. So even at work, there'd be times where, you know, we're still we're still in the same office, but... We're separate doing we're separate, separate things. Whereas... Lockdown, we were together 24-7. Lockdown 24-7. But I think that brought us closer together. Yeah. But then and, you went back to work. But then I went back to work. But and now I'm at home. And it's... It, I think it's weird. Like, I've had to then readjust to actually yeah. living what would be like a normal, air quotes, normal schedule. Like, where you don't see each other day to day because you're doing different jobs or yeah. whatever. It's strange. I feel like it is strange for us. It's really strange. we get up and we get maybe an hour maximum in the mornings where we're then rushing around looking after... Harper. Yeah. Then I come home in the evening, a couple of hours, dinner, then we're in bed because we're mm. tired anyway from the full day. So, yeah, I mean, grannies do like to go to bed at approximately 5 p.m. They do. But if they I could up. go to bed at 5 p.m., <laughs> I'd be so happy. Oh, if it gets to 8 o'clock onwards, I'm looking at my watch and I'm thinking of ways to get into bed because <laughs> I want to get into bed. And it sounds it sounds like it's, oh, you want to go to bed? Yeah. It's not. I can assure you, Dan's got these. <laughs> Can I tell them about your long drawn pants? It's too late now because you've mentioned it, haven't you? <laughs> so, 
Dan has a specific brand of pants that he likes to wear. Okay. They're comfortable. Just, just your normal, um, like, boxers or whatever, trunks. I don't know what you'd call them. But one day, he went in to pick up a packet. They come in packs of three. And he went to pick up a packet and he just quickly grabbed them in the shop, paid for them and left because we were in a rush to do something. Got home and they are they are extreme. I'm talking like from from your bum or almost to your knee, like fully just scuba. <laughs> scuba. You should have the joy <laughs> on my face when I first put a pair of these I on. I was horrified. <laughs> but they've now become a staple of our life and I've learned to accept them as yep. a third party in our relationship. An unwanted third party, I will say from this side. But they're there and I enjoy it. You do enjoy it. You do like it. I'm going to call them long, long johns. Is that long john is that pants. The technical term? <laughs> sure, sure. But yeah, you, I mean, you, to be fair, you call me a granny, but you have kind of morphed into a bit of a granddad. I feel like it's your fault. You're dragging me there, though, because I was young. I was. Well, you go- think I'm dragging you up in age? Yes. You're 14 and a half years older than me. 13 and a half. We talked about oh, that earlier. Listen. Anyway, not the point. So, let's go back. I don't know why we were. We keep going on tangents. You moved in with me. Then you made me buy a bigger house. Oh, okay. Back up a second. I feel like you're just trying to aggravate me. I did not make you buy a bigger house. No, we... Oh, don't air air quote me. ...decided that we needed a bit more space. (laughs) No, that... Which, which, as it happens, we did did need more space. But we moved in. We bought a house, um, which is bigger. Yeah. And we did need more space because, actually, not long after... Yeah. ...we found out we was having a baby. Yeah, that was super, super exciting. Like, uh, this is going all serious now. Serious, like, All mate. serious talk now. I don't know why I put on a little Cockney Australian. I'm not sure. It's not Cockney, like, no. is. is that the serious voice that's coming out? Anyway, right. But we was in, so what are you going to say? Because we was in Thailand. Oh, no, I was going to talk out. about how, like, the journey. The journey. The journey. Okay. So we didn't, okay, so we're going to go into the serious side. But that's why I just of, did the Cockney Australian. Okay, that's not serious, though. That's the opposite of serious. Oh, so I'm just okay, to... listen. You... Oh, just go on. Okay, three, two, one. Go <laughs> did the countdown for you. No, go on. No, you say it. Oh, God. Okay, right. So, I was told when I was 15, um, I've got a condition a condition or a syndrome, I'm not sure. It's called polycystic polycystic ovarian syndrome. Basically, it means I was told it'd be very difficult, near and impossible to have a child. So... We talked about when we'd got together, like after a while, we'd said, actually, didn't want kids before, but now that I've met you, I would really like a child. And that, and that was, was from same. both parties. I never wanted kids. Didn't want to get married. I hadn't thought about it. I hadn't thought about, yeah. I'm going to have a child one day. I was just kind of living my life, going yeah. along day by day, just enjoying myself. Yeah. But then I met you and it did uh... change. See, this is the softer side of Dan that many of you don't actually see. You have to listen to the podcast to hear my softer side. Yeah. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I've immediately started sweating. I've got extra hot. Um, yeah, but it did change for me. And I think that's the same with, although we're not married. And actually, no. now I feel like, well, marriage or baby. Waiting. What? You've had the baby, so it's kind of... Are you joking? I can't be dropping hints for the rest of my life that I want you to propose to me. I know, but it's funny, though, when you do, because then I... I don't know if it is. For me, it is, but let's move on from that. (laughs) So, we wasn't sure. So, we we wasn't sure that we could have a baby, but that was fine. We, as far as I'm aware, we loved each other. We wanted to be together. And that was that. That was all that mattered. We were happy every single day, and we just kind of went about our lives. And then we went on a holiday. Oh, in Thailand. Dan, let me tell you, I've never seen Dan so peppy 
as on a holiday. Like gen- genuinely, when we arrived home for about a week afterwards, he was so depressed. I was in a bad way. Like he he didn't want to get out of bed. It was real holiday blues though. I loved I lo- <laughs> and also it was our first holiday together. Yeah. We'd had an amazing time. We went to Thailand. We went done all these amazing things. In, oh, it like, was Bangkok it and... was beautiful. It was like a holiday that I think that's on a bucket list for me for life. Like we were at that point where we were what what did, I know someone that came with the term. Oh, that's it. Dinkies. Double income, no kids yet. So you're both like earning, but you've got no other right. expenditure other like no like big expenditure like a child. So we had the holiday was beautiful. Like realistically, that that's not gonna happen for a while. We got one holiday out of it and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was amazing. And you were you were so in your element, Peter around. I mean, food wise, not in your element. That might be something to, you know. No. bring up because if you're listening at home you may not realize dan he's just internally shuddered because he knows what i'm about to say i mean do you want to tell them no it doesn't matter it, okay he's a he's a little bit and i say little bit in air quotes of a fussy eater in the sense that he probably if i had to categorize the things that he eats meat would meat and potatoes be fair to say yeah that that pretty much covers it <laughs> Like I'm talking, doesn't like cheese. People say to me, whenever I say, oh, uh, Dan doesn't eat vegetables. They go, oh, okay, what about onions? Yeah. <laughs> okay, just to be clear, if it's a vegetable, you you don't want it. But I think that's a standard thing with people because people people say, no, no, not as in being fussy. Oh, as okay. in when I say I'm a fussy eater and I don't eat vegetables, uh, they then list the vegetables. It's the same when I tell people I'm colorblind. They're like, okay, can you see red? What? Just told you I was colorblind, didn't I? He's not completely colorblind though, but there are different types of colorblindness. Like you can, some people are different color. Like you're pretty red green colorblind. Red, you can't green. really tell the difference between them. Yeah, not but you can see. Just the red of the brown. You're so bad at snooker. What did we do the other way? We had like a some sort of game that required you to know colors, and you were like, we'd put oh, you in charge remember. of it. Oh, it was the train. Oh, the train. <laughs> this is to add to our wildlife. <laughs> We've started on a Friday night. We're like a board game. <laughs> Ticket to ride is our current... We started playing uh... a train game. (laughs) But basically, in order to play the game, it relies on you collecting different colour cards. Mm -hmm. And Dan can't tell the difference between the colours. I do struggle. So I have to show everyone my cards. What colour is this? And then they know I can't possibly win. It's impossible. So we was in Thailand. Oh, God, we're going on so many tangents. We was in Thailand. And I, I feel like because we're already quite... I don't want to say young and fun because we're not really young and fun. We've but just told it, us it, how we're not young and fun. It, like immature, <laughs> like a bit immature. And we just like to have a bit of a laugh. Big, two big kids, every day. that's what we are. Two big kids. And so Thailand was extra. We was extra. Like Basically, imagine your parents taking you on holiday, but we've got no, we've got no parents telling us yeah. what to do. But like giving you your <laughs> we budget. We are the parents. And just go and do what you want with that money. And we did. It was, it was amazing. It we was just, amazing. We, just, we had so many great experiences. But Lucy, I think, was suspicious. I thought I might be pregnant. But didn't tell me this. Yeah, because... Which came to a head one night. Oh, okay. No, this is going to be... <laughs> right. Hold... There's two folds to this. One, if you've ever tried for a baby, you will know it's very emotional every month, thinking, am I, aren't I? And then when you aren't, or, like, you get the other person's hopes up, and then actually you're not pregnant. Like, it's very... It does take it out of you, physically, emotionally. But for both sides, because I feel like we've, we'd had... Where we wasn't trying... For a baby, but we'd said if we have a baby, we weren't trying, we'll trying, baby. but we were, we were trying. 
Yeah, but not... Like, it wasn't like, oh, we need to do it on this hour at this time, but it's like we were actively... Well, look, if it happened, it happened. We was just kind of trying to go with the flow, but I think okay. you was pr- perhaps more... Maybe you're playing Putting it more pressure on maybe yourself to, to do that. <clears> and I think there was times where we'd got to the end of the month and it was like, I'm not pregnant. And it was like a high of you thinking... I am. This is the month. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's an emotional roller coaster, and it does, it does take it out of you. So I yeah. didn't want to say to you, oh my gosh, I might be pregnant because A, you were having the absolute time of your life in Thailand. <laughs> and B, like, I didn't want to have that moment of like, oh, you're not. So I, I'd almost yeah. got to the point where like, when I suddenly thought to myself, oh, you might be pregnant, like you're feeling this or you're feeling this. I would talk myself out of it and be like, you're obviously not. So I thought on the beginning of our holiday mm. that I might be pregnant. But I think I'd waited till we got home. It was a couple of days before Christmas. Yeah. It was very close to Christmas. And I think when we was on the holiday, there was that night where we went out. We, and we, we listen, we didn't drink the whole holiday anyway because neither <laughs> of us are big Big God, we'll how have a night, sad is that? We'll have a night out every now and again, but we no, didn't... No, you did drink. You had a couple of beers. Yeah, but, th- you know, we're talking about a couple of beers over a two-week period. I didn't so. drink because I thought I was pregnant, but also I'm not really a massive drinker anyway. No, so I wasn't suspicious of the fact that you didn't drink. No. Because I just thought, well, none of us really drink anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. And then there was this one night we went out, and we just liked to... We're a little bit kind of... We like to explore, don't we? So we like to go out and just find yeah. new things. And there was this one night, and I was... I, I can't remember where we was going, but we was going... Down to, I think it was Caron. Yeah, there was a little, Caron there's Beach. a little town. Like basically, we were just on the outskirts of a town where our hotel was, so we just petered down there. Oh, you're talking about the night that's going to make me angry. Yeah, aren't you? Because I wanted oh. to carry on. I was going to go and find some food, but you. Kept... I was feeling so unwell, and I had like the most. Like, I was just in so much pain, mm. which I've later realised apparently is what happens. Not to be technical and weird, but it's what happens when like the baby attached itself to you i was very i was very in pain yeah and dan just thought i was like being a moaning myrtle and didn't want to go out walking and i, I was like look i'm genuinely not in pain but i'm gonna like put on a brave face because it's a holiday and you were just so you we had an argument didn't you we I mean, did it was the only argument we had like, if you're listening at home you're gonna feel very sorry for me dan actually made me cry oh but you? listen no but you did though i just thought you was <laughs> just trying to stop my fun like we're having too much fun we need to limit dan's fun that's what i thought and I didn't know. I didn't had no inkling that you might be pregnant. Mm. And then it was only when we got home and then you took a test. In fact, you took two tests. Well, you made me take the second test because you didn't believe it. <laughs> See, now no. that you're hearing it back, do you realise what I... <laughs> no, I do realise. Now when I hear it back, yes, I realise. However, you took a test and... It said I was positive. Yeah, but I was kind of at this point, I was like, this is... I was in. I was having real, like, holiday blues. Oh, yeah, to be fair, this was in the midst of his, like deep holiday depression and this didn't like i know and i'm sounds... in the high of life anyway because i'm thinking if you don't know me well you will now i literally i love christmas and when i say love it's a it's a deep love i'm aware of it i live with you it's a deep love so he's killing my christmas vibes i'm on a high i've had a holiday then when i come home omg it's christmas he's like oh i'm never good to go on holiday again Oh my god, I'm just so unhappy. And I'm like, OMG, I'm pregnant. And he's like, Oh, I miss being on holiday. Take a second test, I don't believe you. And I'm like, Okay. Like, I came downstairs and I said, Oh, I think I might be pregnant. He was like, Oh, all right then. No. <laughs> I was still, that's amazing. I was still happy, but I just couldn't maybe show it as much as I wanted to. I don't think to you told your face or your body that you were happy. Probably not. But listen, <laughs> we'd had several, I guess. 
months where you thought you were and you got really excited and carried away with it to the point where even we went out one night for a big a big oh, party yeah. and we had to tell the barman can you pretend that you're pouring gin? Yeah, tonic, but we had just to make him tonic. make you have a tonic, didn't we? And you had to pretend that you was a little bit drunk and <laughs> you was just sober the whole the whole night. And oh, uh, yeah, so from my point of view, I needed to be 100% sure. Yeah. But then even when that happened, it was kind of like, then we got kind of, I'll say Christmas out of the way, then we had Christmas. But then I didn't want to, te- I didn't want to kind of buy into it or not buy into it, but believe it until we'd had the first scan. Yeah. Oh God, that was, was such a long slog. Like when when we when I knew I was pregnant, like had positive tests. Yeah. I like told a couple of people, like not many. I think I told my best friend. Yeah. But like Dan was like, oh yeah, well we'll we'll find out on the on the first scan. I'm like, what do you mean we'll find out on the first scan? I'm a hundred. Like, I'm pregnant. I don't know how much more confirmation I can give you. So but by the time deep. we got to the scan, I was I think I was relieved because yeah. I was like, finally he. Like believes me. <laughs> I feel like for a girl, you yeah. know because it's your body, so you know. For a guy, nothing changes for us other than. I do think about this a lot. To be fair, I do think about how, like, how d- different it is for the like male and the female partner. Yeah. Like, obviously, I know there are couples who have it differently. Like, they go through IVF, and you know, maybe it's a woman mm. and a, or whatever, or, or surrogacy. But if we're talking about the traditional. Heterosexual. Well, I don't even say. I don't even know. It's traditional, but the heterosexual. I can't even say the word. What's the word? Heterosexual couple. Well, I don't know what you're saying. So, <laughs> like male and female couple. Yeah. It's it's very difficult for somebody who is not pregnant to yeah understand what is happening physically, mentally, emotionally for somebody that is pregnant. So there's so many changes that you don't take for granted. Like I think particularly the first trimester is so hard mm. because. There is so much happening, and generally speaking, for most of the first trimester, a lot of people don't tell the world that they're pregnant. No. So you're having to go through these hard changes, and actually, you can't say to people, "Do you know what you need to cut me a bit of slack?" Because yeah, I'm feeling this way, or this is changing, or this is hurting, or I'm feeling more emotional, or I'm going to be sick everywhere. Yeah, you can't tell people that, so you're having to deal with that and also hide it. Yeah. And then you, you as a partner, you, I think it. There's a transitional period of you actually trying to adjust or understand or empathize well it's 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 believing something that isn't that hasn't happened that you can't can't see anything you can't feel anything other than not that we think our anyone would necessarily think their partners are lying that's but you're a see it to believe it kind of guy i'm a see it to believe it kind of guy the same with like ghosts you know (laughs) and people you know god don't get started on ghosts dan won't let me mention the word little girl ghost yeah because it freaks me out but (laughs) It does mean, but I don't believe it. And I've been to some places. We've done some exploring oh, ones with some friends. Unless I see something, I can't believe it. It's the same with, you know, going off on a tangent, but like TV shows. I like to watch a crime documentary because it happened. I don't like to watch Game of Thrones mm. because That's I don't believe in dragons. <laughs> I know yeah, dragons but, didn't exist. All right, yeah, but The Office. The, the Office like, did exist. There was an office. Oh, okay. Not my point. I mean, things didn't exactly happen like that in real life. So, no, but you can extre- you you can have an extreme <laughs> version of something. But what is an extreme version of, uh, or what is the non-extreme version of a dragon? Okay, I don't know why you've gone on to talking about dragons. <laughs> I don't anyway. know either. <laughs> Not the point. Okay, so. What else have we talked about in our life? So, well, we had a... Well, we had a baby. We had you, a were baby. Depre- you were depressed when we came back yeah, from holiday. We had the baby. And then... And we called her... What? Papa. Oh, you're trying to do it in unison. And we called her... 
Harper. No, I was just saying, we oh. called her Harper. We did. Oh, I'm there was a Harper Lava with names. But yeah, Harper is a lovely Harper. name. Are you saying it again? Do you want to uh, do, you wanna do it in some like, dulcet voice? I'm proud because I came up with, with the name. You actually did. You actually did come up with the name. We had three or four names. And we'd always said, even though we wasn't necessarily, like, like I say, 100% trying to have a baby, we'd always talked about it. Couples do. Couples talk about, well, oh, what should we call our, call our baby? And then <laughs> we had this name set and it we It did not up. work. I think, yeah. But anyway, that is that is what's happened in our in our life thus far. And it's a little overview. I don't know. It feels very weird having a synopsis of my life. Yeah, but and that, digressing it and taking it apart. And sorry, I've never heard you use the word digress. I, I don't know it. if I'm attracted to you or terrified. It's quite it's quite a big word. Be a little bit of both. Do you, uh, hang on. <laughs> I think you mean dissecting. <laughs> digressing oh. is when you move on to another topic. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Speaking of digressing, I feel like we have digressed too much. I think that's the point where we should say adieu to the first... How how crazy is it? We've done one episode of a podcast. This is it. Oh, scary. Right. Thank you so much for listening to me waffle. Yep. And for me, also waffling. I mean, you were more concise than I was, I was more concise, yeah. But thank you very much. I'm so excited that you're here. I hope you enjoyed your cup of tea. I hope it was hot because I dream of a hot cup of tea when a baby's crying all day. <laughs> I think all mums do. They do. I hear that a lot. Um, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> you can say bye. Bye. <laughs> I thought I'd be mysterious. It's not. Who's the mummy? The Dan and Lucy podcast. What are you doing? I thought it was going on one. I thought everyone goes on one. Who's the mummy? If you have a burning question, maybe you need us to help settle a debate, or maybe you just fancy a chat and want to be involved in series two, then drop an email to who's the mummy at edhopkinspr.co.uk and we might get you in on a future episode. <laughs>